listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 485, 200th show equals, well, pretty much what it always is. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome to My Mac Podcast number 485. Yeah, we really need some kind of fanfare music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 200, eh? Yeah, I, yeah. You see what I put under my, the notes for me? 200, 200, 200, 200, 200, 200, an exclamation mark under each one. 200, 200, 200. Well, let, let, let me guess what you did. You did it once, then you copied pasted. Then nope, you did it. I did, I did it three times and copy pasted. Oh, then just copy pasted about a thousand times. Well, it's not quite a thousand. Well, times. okay, four hundred. I should. I should. What I should have done was done two hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's make the show notes like uh, thirty pages long. That's what yeah. we should do. That that would be really useful. <laughs> Another busy week for me. And last week I was actually on. Uh, the latest Let's Talk Apple with Bart Buchotz, Allison, Allison Sheridan over at podfeet.com with an ever so slight Macintosh bias. Just a little. And Mr. Chuck Joyner uh, from Mac Voices, Mac TV. Uh, not, that's uh, no, not right, is it? Yeah, Mac Voices, Mac TV, and, um, and, and other stuff. Mac Jury, and lots of others as well. And we had some really interesting discussions, I can tell you. Well, that's, that's a good lineup. It, well, Bart knows everybody. Well, apart from me, of course. Oh, well. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I brought it down to a natural level. <laughs> I brought them back to my level. Thank that's, you. That's right. And then it soon <laughs> erupted into a interweb brawl. Yeah, pandemonium. Uh, it, it almost was, actually. Really? And, uh, uh, all I can say is, Alison, if you're listening to this one, I hope you got fed. <laughs> well, uh, what, uh, was it fun? Did you have a good time? Yes, very good time. Oh, well, that, that's the part that matters. It is. It is. It is. And, and speaking of 200 shows, um, before, before we go too much farther, a uh, big thanks to Gaz for putting up with me for 200 podcasts, which, which if you don't, if you, you know, the people down who download this show, if you don't know that's a neat trick all by itself, then you <laughs> don't know much. And well, actually, on that note, thanks to everyone who also downloads it. I, I know I usually wait until the end of the show to say that, but but this is a really special occasion until we hit 500, which will be another, you know, special yeah. occasion. 15 shows. Wowza. Wow. That's right. Hey, 15 shows since our 200th show. <laughs> How's that work then? I don't really know. I don't know. <laughs> Only 15 shows ago, it was our 200th show, and now it's our 500th show. Ah, we must be Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, where's Both my, of us. Where's my Both TARDIS? Yeah. Yeah, tar, tar, TARDIS and somewhere if, in and, there. And, and anybody, if anybody's relatively new uh, to the show and you're just downloading this and you're thinking, these guys are bonkers. We are. Actually, it's 200 shows together. We started at about 285. That's yeah. the reason. Yeah, and um, Tim Tim Robertson started the show, 
And yeah. there's been a, a number of hosts and different it, versions of the uh, My Mac uh, podcast. Over I'm sure years. Tim might well be back at, uh, at number 500 as well. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. I I would we'll be willing to bet that he will we'll, be. We'll see if we can get him on the show for 500 because it'd be quite special. Yeah. Anyway, should we jump over to the articles? Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay, I will. Thanks very much. Yeah. Kanex Air Blue Bluetooth to speaker. This is a review by Washer Iceberger. I like Iceberger. him. Do you? <laughs> I do. Good. Um, who needs cables? We got Bluetooth speakers and portability. Go over, read the review. You'll find out. Kanex Air Blue Bluetooth to speaker. You just, just you, you'll understand. Yeah, it, it'll all make sense make when sense. you get to the end. Oh, make sense. <laughs> uh, next up is a Nemo memo by Nam Jimaroski. It's the Float M2 and iClip. Two of the best iPad stands ever. 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 <laughs> uh, there's the, well, there, there stands for iPads and, you know, you kind of put your iPad on them and they, and they stand. Um, I guess there's not really much more to be said than that. Uh, go on well, over. Other than, other than one's a floor stand and one's like a, a not a floor stand. Ah, ooh, ooh, the plot, the plot thickens. So go on over and read the Nemo memo from John Nemoroski. IB85, Bluetooth. Wow, you're that old? Why IB85, Bluetooth. Why, that's not really old, is it? No, that's... And that's not fair because a lot of old people are a lot more... Uh, lucent than me, to be honest with you. <laughs> IB85, Bluetooth wireless headphones with mic, remote control and pouch. This is a review by Mr. John Nemoroski. God, he gets around a bit, doesn't he? He does. Um, headphones. There's a bit of red on them. They're wireless. There's Bluetooth. Look, do you need a set of headphones? Then read the review, okay? Here, I'm going to help you out here. Okay. <laughs> and oh wait you know it's one quite more. nice because while we're in <laughs> while we're in there yeah um i i saw you highlight it and there's now a little triangle revealed below where you've made that adjustment yeah well i see yours too under the uh, just past the exclamation mark in okay yeah i've moved and it for, anyway. for people that don't know we're actually we've actually moved from google docs yep to pages for our show notes Yep. And, you know, it's, it is what it is, you know, and, and it wasn't that there was anything wrong with Google Docs. Nope. Uh, you know, we just decided we were going to, you know, shake things up. So that's what yeah, we shake do. things up. And as we're a Mac show, we thought we'd go with Mac collaboration. So yeah, go. yeah, go figure. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> Last up is a review. By, this is the Bluetooth review, isn't it? Really? It pretty yeah, much is. Is there anything here that? Oh no, the stands aren't don't have anything to do with Bluetooth unless well, other than you the control them remotely over Bluetooth. The stands. <laughs> it's the it's a review by uh, Kurt Blanchard. It's the iHome Bluetooth clock radio. Uh, it's radio. It's Bluetooth. It's a clock. Uh, iPhone, iPad. Go on over and take a look. <laughs> and there's no tech fan number 142 Aww. or 143 or 140, uh, 142 might have been the last one, actually. Don't know yeah. now. Which was actually um, a pretty good show. Yeah. Woe is me. <sighs> yeah, I, I kind of miss it when we don't have a tech fan to That's talk That's why about. I just put it in there. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, if you would like to write for the MyMac website, please contact John Nemo, which and his email address is Nemo at MyMac.com. Send him a sample of your writings. Writings. And let's see if we can get you on writing. the mighty MyMac.com website. I almost said podcast, but I stopped myself <laughs> at the last minute. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, what happened there? Things fell. I'm back. So we, I'm back. We are off to just a great start. What happened? <laughs> I've got I've got a USB um, 32 gigabyte. No, sorry, 16 gigabyte memory stick, mm-hmm. and I've got it on a little cord, and I was swinging it around my finger, and it flew. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course you were, because that's what people do. Actually, we're going to talk about. Uh, that's because I'm a fidget. That's why. If you ever saw me, I'm a fidget. I can't. <laughs> Well, we uh, we'll be talking about USB uh, sticks in just a little bit. Um, over at Google Plus, uh, we have a new member to the MyMac Podcast G Plus community, and that's Doug Ingram. And Doug, don't say that you were not warned. Yep. Go now, quick, quick. Well, save yourself. Save, save yourself. yourself. Run, run as fast as you can. And actually, uh, we have Backwards. some comments uh, welcoming. Doug in uh, from Carl Madden. He says, welcome, Doug. Just remember, podcasters in your rearview mirror may appear closer than they are, and hence, much scarier. Mm. I'm not quite sure I follow that one. Well, it, it, if you look in a, a side mirror, on, I don't know if it's this way over in the UK or Europe. If you look in your side mirror on the, uh, the driver's side, right at the bottom of the mirror, because it's kind of, it's like convex, so it shows you a little bit more of an angle. <laughs> so it says, you know, Guy. things in the mirror may be closer Guy. than they, yeah. Guy, how many times do you podcast while driving? Um, well, you'd be surprised. Ah, uh, that, that answers a lot of my queries <laughs> about you. Anyway. About, about a lot of people. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, thanks for that, Doug. Was and, that who said that, or did you say that, or did Mike say that? No, no, no. Um, who said that? Somebody. Come on, uh, who said it? Carl, who said it? Carl Madden wanna, said it. I want to know who said it. No, Mike oh, Gunnerson. Mike oh. Gunnerson had the next comment. Okay, okay. Carl, if Carl said it, that's all right. Because so, he's bigger than both of us. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. I'm tall. I'm taller. I don't know if I'm actually bigger. No, he's bigger. Okay. So Mike Gunnerson also bigger as well. Also welcome, Doug. And his mum. <laughs> what about what about his, his cat Ralph? Just move on and stop messing about. Okay. So Mike Gunnerson says, Angel number one one six. Number one one six means your optimism, affirmations, and vision create con- con- oh, wow. Continuous stream of material abundance. Nice. Everything you think is becoming part of your life so quickly. Make your dreams come true by positive thinking about the things you really want. Everything you may need now or in the future will materialize. Welcome, number 116. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but it sure what sounded good. What number are you? Me? I'm num- hey, I'm number one, dude. What number am I? Uh, you're either two or three. It depends on whether I put you or Tim in next. If I'm three, you're in trouble. Anyway. <laughs> Better than being number two. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all week. Ah. Um, 
So what's this next bit? Do you want me to read out this next bit you put in? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, you say, this is from yourself, I believe. Next week is Gaz and mine, that's yours, 200th My Mac podcast. Okay, not quite our 200th podcast since there were times either he or I or both wasn't here or there or anywhere. Or somewhere. However, it's 200 shows since we started podcasting together. I are good at maths. <laughs> And Gary Apter said, congrats, two wonderful guys with faces for radio, just like me. <laughs> How does he know we're wonderful guys? Uh, I think he's assuming that from listening to the podcast. Oh, I see. We, we, we've got them. <laughs> <laughs> Trapped. Uh, Nicholas. Nicholas Riley. Sorry, Nicholas Riley. <laughs> you want me to read that, don't you? Yeah. I've not, we've only done 200. I haven't quite got this yet. Oh, okay. okay. Nicholas Riley said it would be interesting to know how much time over those 200 episodes you spent laughing. <laughs> I bet it's a lot, he says. Yeah, yeah it, it would be too. And Gary Apter says, uh, they, wait, hold on. They offer, <laughs> wow. Okay, hold on. They, they offer something other than shared laughter. I, I'm kind of paraphrasing that. I might have missed that. And I think you did paraphrase it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Gary Apter, um, he asked a question saying, does okay. anyone care Sorry. to suggest what this. brand of Enterprise SATA disk drives I should fill the Drobo 5N I have or that I have on the way? Seems I've heard many people advise going with other than the Western digital brand. I see some others available at Amazon.com. Advice? Other, other, other outlets for hard drives are available. Yeah, yeah. And Carl Madden says using... Like, like... Oh, like uh, Toshiba? Like, no, Amazon are not Toshiba, are they? Like OWC? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's, oh, it's, good, oh, good lead-in. Oh good. good lead-in, good lead-in. OWC does does sell disk drives, and um, <laughs> they've got a lot of them, and they got great service. As a matter of fact, I bet that we'll be hearing from somebody from OWC in this very show. I think you might be right. Anyway, Carl Madden says, using two Drobo FSs, I've always gone for the green three terabyte Western Digitals without issue. However, I'm slowly moving over to the red ones now. So he's sticking with Western Digital, um, but just the different type with uh, Western Digital. So there you go. Yeah, I've I've actually used the the green <clears throat> Western Digital drives and and didn't care for them. But that's that's okay. me. Yep. Uh, he says Gary Apter says thanks, Carl. Do you have any comments on other brands? And Carl says that he recalls he got a Hitachi. Four terabyte from Amazon and it went belly up after a week. Funny, However, I've, I've had bad uh, bad experiences with Hitachi. Really? Yeah, must be the name. Oh no, it's Carl, isn't it? Not Gary. <laughs> <laughs> he says that he thinks it had more to do with the packaging it came in, as it appeared appeared to offer very little protection against the Royal Mail postal system. And then Alistair Jenks jumped in and says, uh, I know people who swear by Seagate, and I know other people who swear by Western Digital. I also know people that swear at Seagate. Yeah. Uh, um, that's my comment, of course. Uh, Alistair goes on to say, personally, I'm in the latter camp, as I've only had one old drive of theirs fail versus three Seagates, but I expect it's just chance. I think either brand would be fine. The only thing I would caution against 
is I believe Seagate have no idea how to make FireWire interfaces. I had endless troubles with the only FireWire drive I ever had until I switched over to a USB cable, and then it behaved perfectly for a year before it died. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think I he's think, talking about an enclosure there, not the drive <clears> itself. He could be, yeah, but unless it's... Um, the, yeah, I would have thought so, actually, yes. Yeah, because bare drives so, typically are... are you know, they're not going to have USB or... Or FireWire, they're just going to be uh, SATA these days. Well, I'm anyway. sure. I'm sure Alistair will clarify that for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a question from Mike Gunderson. Has anyone tried running their music and video library off a, a jump drive via the USB two port on a MacBook Pro? Currently, I run all my media off an external attached to my external drive attached to my AirPort Extreme, and at times it gets annoying. So I was thinking of trying this. What do you think? Um, <clears throat> my only problem there would be if if you if the connection if I if you if he's doing it through iTunes and he wants iTunes to look at that thumb drive, which I assume is what he's talking about with the jump drive. Um, if he means that, the only problem is itunes will sometimes perhaps not see it or if it doesn't see that drive it will automatically change the location to the standard itunes music and media location and you'll then be and if you if you don't spot it i.e you go into itunes you think oh just download some music you know because all of your library will still appear to be there it doesn't seem to disappear. It still seems to be there until you actually then try and play it. And then if it doesn't see the thumb drive or has lost its link, it'll then tell you it can't find it. Right. Then it says so jog that, on. Yeah. Something to, yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and then obviously if you've downloaded anything, um, it will have then put it in its other location. You've got to go through the, the whole move process. Um, that's the only thing I'd be cautious against, the the fact that iTunes, you, you have to make sure that it's up and live before you start. Um, you know what I did there, don't you? Yeah, you just dropped that thumb drive again. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I was just messing about with it. You see, I'm, I'm fidgeting. I'm fidgeting. I don't know what. I'm, I, I don't know why. Anyway, um, that's the only thing I'd be cautious against, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of it also depends on how much media you have. Um, I ha- currently have just about two terabytes of media and I don't think they make a thumb drive that that's two terabytes. Not yet. Yeah. Yep. That was a yeah. joke. <laughs> okay. It wasn't much of a joke. It wasn't. Um, I think the, the largest thumb drive that you'll find in abundance is probably like a 64 gig there. There may be some one twenty eights out there as well. Uh, I, I don't have it here, but I think somebody else over in the Google Plus community was basically saying, well, just go and get like a, a 500 gig external drive and connect that via USB. And yeah, and there are plenty of, of drives of that size where you don't even need to like have a, a power cord attached to it. It'll be powered right from your USB uh, port on your MacBook Pro. Yeah. I mean, I've, the way I've got it set it up is I use my time capsule. So I don't actually use my time capsule as a time capsule. I use it as a media storage. Really? And that works okay? Yeah. Well, other than, you know, if if the machine, I, I, what I do is my startup, I make sure that 
um, those drives obviously appear and are linked straight away. Um, but if, if, if they don't, for whatever reason, then you've got that problem. But I tend to spot that fairly quickly because I'm generally looking out for it just to make sure. But, um, yeah, it does work okay because um, it then links up that library. I can link up to any of the Macs on, uh, in the household because, obviously, it's on the time capsule and they can just go on and access that music. As long as there's no conflicts, then, right. yeah, that don't seem to have any problem. And the other reason I do it is because, obviously, the Apple TV goes through the Mac Mini downstairs, which obviously links up to all that media. So, yeah, it, I, you know... I don't, I don't think it's really made for that, so you might come across a few issues. But you know, I've been doing that for some years now, and I've, I've had one or two issues in the past which have been a little bit um, frustrating. So as long as you're prepared to do a little bit of uh, workarounds, but um, yeah, it, w- it works for me just about. I've had, you know, I, I have tried to use various drives connected to my my Airport Extreme for a while. And it just never really seems to work like I expected it to. So I've always just gone ahead. You know, I've because I, I I do use an external drive for my iTunes collection. As a matter yeah. of fact, I use two of them because they're in, in a separate. Well, I talked about that last week. I'm not going to go into it again. Yeah, don't because you're boring me. Yeah, sorry. I don't want you to fidget too much. You'll send that USB stick flying across the room. <laughs> So, so yeah, yeah. If you have a relatively large iTunes collection, I wouldn't recommend using a uh, a USB stick. I would just go ahead and get an external drive. And if you've got a USB stick, I make sure you back it up with all that music on there. Something, yeah. Because <laughs> you lose the stick, you lost everything. <clears throat> Especially any stuff that uh, you ripped yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have some feedback from email. We do. We do. We do. Uh, Ooh. Rob Rate, who had sent, Rob, White. Rob, White. Rob Rate had sent in a, uh, or hadn't sent it in. He, he'd done an iTunes review. So he, he yes. sent me an email to guy at Mr. Rob Rate from, from the UK, all the way from the UK. Yes. And, uh, because he was kind enough to do an iTunes review, I was kind enough to create him a wooty. And I sent it to him just before we started recording today. Hey, well, wait, uh, 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 yes. well, that's hard. That's that's hardly feedback from email, is it? That's well, you sending out an email. Well, yeah, but he had he had to send me an email in order for me to send him the woody. <laughs> <laughs> it's How does awesome. that count? It's, it totally counts. It, <laughs> It it counts complete. It so counts. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Talk about scraping the bottom of the barrel. <sighs> well, you know, I got to take the feedback where I can get it. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> oh. For me, that was gold. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing quite so much, but I really didn't have to be feedback on email. Well, it's sort of is feedback in a way. Uh, oh, no, oh, I guess yeah. not really. You know, it's, it, you know, we both know that this show is therapy. It's therapy for both of us, and that's for sure. Because otherwise, we would have to take medication. We would. We would. And nobody I'd, wants that, I'd, especially I'd take, when we I'd drive. I take that just in case, anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> and well, that's that's basically all we got for the first part here. Okay, well, um, do you want me to take us out, or would you like uh, yourself to take you out? <laughs> <laughs> Who else is going to take me out? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Tom will. Stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Boy, Tom, he is, he is so accommodating. He is. Thanks, Tom. Listening to Tim and David on the Tech Fan Podcast, man? Yeah, man. I heard about him in the lockup, man. It's on TechFanPodcast.com, man. Oh, yeah, and it's on the Stoplight Network, too, man. That's really far out, man. I didn't even know you were into that stuff, man. Yeah, I'm like really a geek, man. I've raised my awareness just from being on their site, man. Well, that's heavy, man. What was the website again? It's TechFanPodcast.com, man. And don't forget about the Stoplight Network. We love our listeners, and the police would very much like to talk to us about it. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. As promised, here is the second part of the interview that Gaz and I did with Larry O'Connor from OWC. Are, are you thinking about expanding out from just the U.S.? In terms of uh, physical locations? Well, just to provide better support for areas of the world that you, you're not currently located in. You know, we've actually uh, spent a good uh, deal of time in, over the last uh, 18 months building uh, various, uh, I'd say, channel partners. Uh, it's, it is certainly a long-term process, but you know, the support that exists now in the U.K. and uh, you know, in Germany and, and Spain and in Canada as well as Australia, you know, with you know, to say different channel partners that support, distribute, and you know, directly sell our product. Accessibility to our product has honestly never been uh, never been better. Now there's still lots of room for uh, how to say expansion there, but you know we're, we're we've really I mean in terms of you know the percentage percentage of direct sale overseas versus sales from you know, now local partners is is shifting you know quite dramatically and growing dramatically. What that, is that's that's certainly one thing which um, I, I often go to or I've been to your website, Larry, and and put things in the basket and then just seen how much the carriage is. And it's one thing living in the UK that obviously we have a disadvantage with them uh, shipping across, uh, and it, it's always that shipping which has has kind of put me off or pushed me uh, elsewhere. So having a, a local um, a distributor, local, dis, yeah, dis, well, distribution uh, centre um, certainly. Um, in Europe, I'm not going to say UK because obviously I'm, I'm sure there's uh, plenty of sales available in, in Europe as well, which uh, um, would be good. There's a good number of resellers now in the, in the UK. In fact, we advertise. We run a pub, we run a, a a couple pages in MacWorld, uh, sorry Mac User UK, and lists that actually promote the, several of those uh, those outlets. So there's there's a lot of support for a product uh, in the UK and. And again, now all across Europe. So we're we're certainly uh, you know working to improve accessibility and even on direct sales. I mean, if it's something that's not being carried overseas, I mean, we've we've also done a lot to uh, to bring the cost of freight down with you know, different options and you know, keeping the carriers fighting against each other to to give us the best possible rate. In fact, our international you know, for items that are lower value and that aren't necessarily needed, 
you know, overnight, you know, we've got you know, international delivery now that you know, starts at about $3. So there's, you know, again, we're, we're certainly between direct, you know, chipping uh, you know, cost reductions as well as you know, making sure that we have a channel and, and, and effectively local availability overseas. You know, we're doing a lot of things to uh, you know, try to make it easier to have our product, you know, and even if you're outside of the U.S. Excellent. Um, you mentioned earlier about manufacturing. How long have you been manufacturing products specifically for Mac products? We've been building our own product. It actually goes back to the 90s. You know, our external drives, uh, you know, we have to say directly manufactured the uh, – you know, it's, it's it you know the memory our own memory you know, for what it's worth we began uh, manufacturing uh, you know, not just labeling it up you know there's always history we've always we've always tested and controlled the specifications of our product but we took a much a much tighter uh, control of that you know it'd be a little bit over a decade ago in terms of moving to our own brand product and not just uh, you know I'd say managing specs but also controlling the boards and you know the actual uh, uh, for lack of just just the yeah, just the boards themselves and uh, and the procurement of the uh, the uh, memory devices that go on those boards. Yeah. So as far as our history of manufacturing, you know we've not we've been more than a reseller for you know, really, and depending upon the area you look at, for you know, well over uh, well, not well over, but for about two decades, a little bit over two decades. Do you still have the uh, the wall of Max that you use to, to you know from various uh, uh, eras? that you use to test the products with? Because I remember seeing that and being so impressed by that when I was at the facility in Woodstock. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, we maintain, we actually have two, I mean, between, you know, we Austin, uh, up until uh, earlier this year, I should say north of Austin, you know, we did our manufacturing here, and then all the products shipped up north for uh, testing. The product still ships up north for, let's say, uh, for, final, for some of the final QC review as well as, Packaging, but you know, we now uh, have a test lab on site, you know, in, uh, on the manufacturing floor in Austin, where the memory and the uh, the solid state drives are built. And every single solid state drive goes into a uh, into a burn in test. Every piece of memory that comes out of there is fully tested, and, and that is a, I think a good selection. It goes through actual physical Mac systems in Austin, and that same uh, you know, lab is let's just say a good. A good portion of the lab, rather, is uh, replicating Austin and, a, and that the larger uh, you know, wall max, I guess you can call it, that's <laughs> in Woodstock has only grown. I mean, every year we add more swell. There's less systems to add now, but we, we do add. Uh, you know, we don't you know, Obviously, we're not testing memory in the new retinas and the MacBook Airs because there's no, no memory to plug into them, but those machines are maintained in that lab for testing Thunderbolt drives or USB drives. You know, while the you know, the machines that still have FireWire, the FireWire, we maintain all these Macintoshes, and I would argue is, you know, outside of Apple, we have you know, the two largest uh, Mac labs, you know, probably in the, uh, when I say labs, I mean machines dedicated for uh, testing, and, and certainly in the country, if not the world, and it's for being able to test, you know, all manner of uh, devices, and you know, when a customer reports any kind of issue or conflict, even when it's not with an OWC product, if it is something that we offer, you know, we we bring that product into uh, in the lab to, uh, to to try to replicate the problem, understand the problem, and you know, ideally provide a solution to it. Whether it is a physical uh, conflict with the product or you know, something that we can identify to the, to the customer side of the equation and, and work you know, work through it and you know, figure out what the actual conflict is. But you know, we the only way to keep this product at its very best is to have the systems and be able to have experience with the systems and. Even outside the lab, I mean, we use Macs inside the facility. Our team is uh, very Mac dedicated, so it's it's there's there's 
a, a very significant passion for Apple uh, throughout our entire uh, you know, culture at OWC and both inside, you know, through, again, this, the lab that we maintain as well as just the, uh, you know, the direct, I won't call it, it's, hobbies would be the wrong term, but just the, uh, the direct interest and the direct use of these machines by our team. It puts us in a really good position to, um, to prevent issues in the first place. And if something comes up, you know, address it and understand it and, and get it resolved. Um, Larry, can I ask you a question about uh, – it's a bit of a two-part question. So it's about Mac accessories and in particular accessories for the likes of the Mac Mini. Now, we know that the old Mac Mini used to have lots and lots of different accessories and people used to go wild on creating products which match the form factor of that device. Um, first part of the question is do you manufacture that sort of product? Uh, and the second part of the question is – with the new form factor of the, the Mac Mini, do you think that um, products like uh, the uh, extra products which sat on top of the old Mac Mini um, will start creeping in again? I know that there are one or two out there already, but do you think um, it's less prolific because of the form factor changes that Apple have made? Or do you think that the Mac Mini has now got a form factor which is fairly stable, uh, that people are prepared to make uh, lots of accessories for it? We actually have a pretty good line of various accessories, uh, you know, getting away from, I mean, beyond just the, uh, the storage, but we make you know, different stands, you know, we have a vertical stand, have horizontal stands, we have different miles that are designed for, and still maintained for the the original mini profile as well as the new profile. We brought up the mini stack and the mini stack max for the new Mac mini, and the only uh, complaint I really have with the Mac mini, and, you know, we kind of hit you know, this issue, uh, actually about a year ago, the mini stack is USB 3.0. The Mac Mini happens to have a shielding issue with this Bluetooth chip. Yeah, that's far as I'm concerned, a significant design flaw. But you know, we've done things. Well, we put out a kit that helps shield it. We also uh, recently started including a new uh, cable that, lack of a better term, reduces and substantially mitigates you know, that interference wave. So even an unshielded Mini you know, still retains its Bluetooth range, and it's not an issue if you're not using a Bluetooth keyboard. But you know, we've had to take steps, especially the mini stack and anything that's designed to stack on top of that uh, device to enable and uh, kind of restore uh, and protect that Bluetooth functionality. But you know, as, as far as the form factor, I, I get the feeling personally that the next Mac Mini is going to be another diskless solution, which is not actually that big of a, a, a jump a problem from, yeah. for the uh, for. Honestly, if anything can go to a flash drive solution with external stores, the Mac Mini is a perfect candidate for that. And then we'll see. I mean, we're gonna. I mean, we'll have. Well, there's plenty of good Thunderbolt stuff coming out, and to say the least, there's some good things coming out for the Mac Mini in that regard as well. But the Mac Mini, uh, I have a feeling, is going to perhaps it'll maintain the. Uh, well, I don't think it's even going to retain the same. Uh, it may retain the same shape, but I, I believe it's going the next iteration is going to shrink down. And be a flash-based solution. So, if it's if they haven't already come up with a peripheral, or in terms of you know, looking for a variety of uh, things to flourish right now, I think we're gonna that, that that ship may have already sailed. As there's probably a new uh, mini on the horizon. Well, do you? I mean, is there are there any products that uh, that you haven't announced yet that you would feel comfortable talking about here on the show? Or are, is it still kind of like, eh, it's coming soon, it's coming soon? Yeah, well, we've soft now, so I, I don't mind talking about it. You know, we've been slow to uh, 
you know, to really dive into Thunderbolt. And a big part of that has been the availability of the you know, chipsets and functionality that uh, I say are, are provable and integratable into uh, Thunderbolt that you know, meet you know, the expectations we feel that customers have for us and and provide, again, a solution that makes sense. You know, we just didn't feel right about shipping a single-bay Thunderbolt solution you know, for a one hard drive just on the basis that you just the, the performance of a single drive in Thunderbolt really isn't you know, all that different despite peak transfer rates than the performance of a, a single drive via even FireWire 800. But we have our dual-bay Thunderbolt RAID uh, getting ready to ship here in a couple of weeks. It offers RAID 0, RAID 1, as well as span independent modes. It'll be a very high performance product at a, a good cost. It offers, you know, those, those, those rate levels at a, you know, how to say it in, in a customer friendly way. We also have a, a four bay Thunderbolt solution coming up here right around the corner. You know, bus powered Thunderbolt, you know, people keep asking us for bus powered, uh, zero gigabyte Thunderbolt kits. I, I don't know how to put it any other way than that's probably never going to happen just because the requirements for, uh, uh, for Thunderbolt on the bus power side, that I say, are tied to power consumption and such, and it's you know, the drives that go inside those solutions have to be qualified in, in a zero gigabyte kit. Uh, well, bottom line is, we're getting approval to ship a zero gig, gig uh, bus power kit is probably not gonna not gonna happen, but we will be shipping bus powered uh, solutions in general here in the the next few weeks. So, you know, there's a lot of, of fun things coming down the pike, and certainly. Uh, on the 2013 Max, and you know, it's vaporware. Till we we don't like to talk. We really don't like to release things and talk about things until we actually until you have something ready. Yeah, if you notice, it's it's pretty rare that we show a product or talk about a product until it's imminently shipping, and that's you know, it, so many products out there get announced and then they never see the light of day, and yeah, it doesn't make customers happy. It, it, you know, it's if you're a one shot. I mean, there's lots of you know, one hit wonders, so to speak. But you know, we've been doing this for 25 years. You know, it's it would be irresponsible for us to you know play into that game. But we're certainly, I can put it this way. Yeah, you know, we definitely are working on and expect to have upgrades for all the 2013 uh, MacBook Airs and MacBook Retinas in terms of larger drives. And I can tell you uh, definitively that we have larger drives coming up for the uh, the previous models, which we already support up to you know, the 500 gig range for SSD. So you know, we're by no means stopping in, on any of these fronts. And you know, Thunderbolt is an exciting uh, space that you know, you, and I thought 2013 would be the year of Thunderbolt for us, but you know, we do take the time to, to make sure everything is right and, and the pieces are, you know, they're balanced and, May, again, makes sense for the customer side as well in terms of you know, where they're going to come out in terms of price points. I mean, we, I, you know, going way back into the you know, why this company started, which had to do with just the injustice of what simple things cost. I mean, we really like to make sure that you know, there is a good value for what we deliver. In 2014, you know, we got a few Thunderbolt products cranking out the door, and over the next few weeks, and 2014 is going to see you know, a lot of products that have been in the pipe you know, start to emerge, and I, I think be very well worth the wait. Do you think that the uh, the cost of Thunderbolt has been has been what's holding it back a little bit? Because a lot, you know, there's a lot of um, fairly expensive uh, Thunderbolt products out there, and it doesn't seem to have taken off. And uh, I assume that that would probably be your view that uh, the cost of obviously 
creating those accessories because of the licensing of the um, uh, the the products that have to go inside um, the items that you're creating uh, is has been restrictive up till now. Fun, the cost is certainly a factor, and there's it's, there's several factors that I. I can't give a whole lot of detail into it, but certainly cost is one of the aspects that kind of keeps Thunderbolt back. And you know, I, I personally believe Apple held USB 3 off the Macs for a year just to uh, try to kind of encourage and you know push things in a Thunderbolt direction where they took you know Firewire off uh, you know, off some of the uh, the MacBook Airs and other systems. So even with that, Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt is coming along, and Thunderbolt is going to be around for a long, long time. And in, in truth. And I applaud Apple for putting Thunderbolt in these systems. Thunderbolt was really ahead of its time. And if Apple had, you know, quietly put Thunderbolt on and then, you know, a year there, or even said, hey, we're putting this Thunderbolt technology in place, we're making sure that you have an upgrade route. I mean, Thunderbolt really, you know, where you can do less internally, you know, I, I do have to say that Thunderbolt gives you some pretty exceptional external options, you know, you know through that Thunderbolt port. So if there is one thing that gives, you know, a lot of, you know, Future capability and support to these Macs is those Thunderbolt ports, although I will fall back and say I still think there should be another dry bay and you should be able to upgrade your memory and <laughs> some of these portables because you know, it's, it's really nice having two drives and you know, a MacBook Pro you know, non-retina, which you can use for your little bit of extra storage. You get your time machine backup. You get your backup boot drive. You got everything you need plus your primary drive you know, right in there you know, so you're not, you don't need to carry that extra drive around. And when it comes to backing up, you know, it's, you know, it's, you, multiple backups are, you know, really the rule, especially if you're in, you know, with a laptop. I mean, it's having a thunder, having a time machine drive inside your laptop is fantastic, but if your laptop is stolen, obviously that backup doesn't too much help you. But going looking at a MacBook Air, if you're on the road, you have to discipline yourself now to connect an external drive in there to make sure that it gets backed up. And of course, keep that backup ideally separate from your laptop. But nonetheless, it just opens the door to a potential loss. And the cloud is great, Apple iCloud. And of course, you can you know, start having your files upload too. But you know, the bandwidth really isn't there to support you know, a lot of the larger uh, you know, file requirements. And I think right now, I mean, it's it's great you can use the cloud to, to, to put files up. But if you ever have you know a catastrophic loss, and that's where your stuff is, it takes a long time to draw those files back down. Well, now, speaking of speaking of cloud, um, one of the the I guess the buzzwords right now in the industry is a personal cloud, where you have a drive or a series of drives actually physically located on your own network that is accessible to you while you're out and about on the road. Has OWC or newer technology given any thought to products in that area? Well, we're actually playing with some stuff, so I, I, I guess I can say that we've given more than thought to it. What well, it sounds like it's watch this space, there, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, actually, uh, go ahead, guess. I was just going to say, did, did, um, let's move it on to a more personal level, and don't don't worry about that question. Um, what's your favorite Apple device, Larry? What's what's your your Mac of choice that you use uh, on a daily basis or Apple device of choice that you use on a daily basis, or is it someone else's device? You know, that's a, I tell you, in terms of a favorite device, 
you know, my, my favorite device was my MacBook Pro 17 inch, you know, that was running 10.68 that I no longer use because I had a, had a problem and I you know, switched to another MacBook Pro and I haven't gotten back to it. I'm, I actually bought a, a used one off eBay a couple of weeks ago because I'm thinking about going back to it. But, uh, yeah, in terms of favorite device, uh, I enjoy using what gets it done and, you know, what works. I can't go back to 1068. I, I do know this, despite uh, you know, what I like to be able to do. But <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, I kind of changed in the uh, going in a different direction. I I, I love the a uh, lot of the enhancement Apple continues to make with the OS and the tweaks and such. But you know, for me, it's it is frustrating when things that are broken get fixed, and things that and I say were working just fine before you know start having problems. Mavericks is cool, but I, I have not enjoyed losing mail and. I have another little, little glitches, and I've had to restart my machine more in the last you know, few weeks, and I think I've restarted it in the last year or so. Hmm. In any event, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I like if it's running an Apple OS for the most part. I, I guess I just simply will put it in my favorite device. I think the Mac Pro. I don't have a need for Mac Pro, so I don't use a Mac Pro anymore. I, I used to, and I, I certainly enjoyed that machine. In terms of my favorite Mac, you know, that is the machine, and yeah, <laughs> I guess it. Reflects the fact that you know we're all about upgrades and being able to enhance these systems. And you know, Mac Pro, uh, you know, even a 2009 with all those PCIe slots, the multiple drive bays, you know, significant possibility, you know, plenty of upgrade flexibility, and you can do just about everything on it other than Thunderbolt. Right. And it's pretty cool in seeing that you know, that machine with the paper, the processor set up, you know, keeps up real well. Again, the payment application with you know, what this new machine is going to be uh, another few weeks. Unless you buy yeah, the yeah. very top end, you know, upgraded processor model. Well, I actually use a uh, Mac Pro 4.1 that for, for this podcast, and uh, I I can't imagine having a, a, a Mac that wasn't upgradable. I mean, for a desktop machine. For you the see, cost you, systems have, that's I, I think that's. You know, do you know how much I paid for mine, Larry? This will blow your mind. Five hundred and fifty dollars. Really, for a two thousand nine four one four comma one Mac Pro? Yep, got it wow. through uh, Craigslist. That was that was a sweet. That was an awesome buy. Yeah, and the the crazy thing was he had two others, and if my wife probably wouldn't have divorced me, I would have gotten all three of them. <laughs> and Larry, we're actually running like super, super long. So uh, if if there was something that you wanted to say to Apple or something that you would want to say to the, the listeners of this podcast to talk about OWC and newer technology and what the company represents, what would it be? In terms of the company, uh, we, we are here to you know, make your – Macs and uh, and and i i devices better and regardless of you know what happens on the inside and you know what changes with these systems you know, we will continue to have the right upgrades that that well, work when you go to plug them in and the support behind them so that you yep. know, you're never you know, never got left out in the dark in terms of you know, having needing a question answered or you know well, just some basic tech support to make sure that it's working and doing exactly what you needed to do when you needed to do we're we're here because of our customers, and you know, we really appreciate that. You know, that we have the opportunity to to serve our customers, and for certain, you know, we are absolutely here before, after, uh, before, during, and, and well after the sale. 
And as far as for Apple, I just wish you guys would listen you know, a little more to your customer. I think there's a lot of customers. Certainly, uh, you know, there's absolutely a large, you know, more consumer base that you know, buys these systems. I mean, they bought them for years. We've seen, we still see Mac Pros that, you know, with 12 cores in them. I mean, the, the system that was you know, a $6,000, close to $6,000 processor configured machine that's never had a hard drive added to it, never had more memory added to it. It just and, keeps going. These you know, these customers, you know, they think they need to buy a brand new, these, these owners, these Mac Pro owners, these same, this happens with MacBook Pros, you name it, you know, think it's time for a new computer and they have no idea, you know, what they can already do with it. So there's certainly a, a customer out there that isn't, isn't going to upgrade a system that appliance systems are A-OK for, but Apple has a large, has had a large prosumer base, a, a customer base that's used to being able to, you know, upgrade when they need to without having to upgrade by buying a brand new machine. And it sure be nice to see one machine, you know, that maintained that philosophy and, and gave that prosumer base that, you know, that uh, even enterprise base you know, a machine that you know really had that flexibility. Or I'll tell you what, maybe this is the next thing. Hackintosh is kind of where a lot of those users, yep. you know, have headed off to. And you know, maybe it's time for Apple to take a look at a it's selling that OS and and making it not so much a Hackintosh. I think it there was a two hundred dollar. Uh, Open OS you could buy and put it on your own system. I think you'd make a lot of people happy and without really hurting your own base because, you know, relatively speaking, I understand why Apple's going in the direction they're going. It's a small percentage that really want to tinker with their machines or even learn about what they can do with them. But there's a, there is a large audience out there that Apple doesn't get right now. You know, some, some sort of open platform, you know, some sort of opportunity to you know, legitimize, you know, this Hackintosh side, I think they'd see a, a huge influx of customers and you'd have even people who are, you know, PC users, you know, true and blue, I think would buy that OS just to play with it. So, that's, yeah, well, that's, that's something that, uh, that I've thought about as far as, you know, Apple possibly getting out of the, the Mac business altogether for, and I've talked about it on this show on a number of occasions. Uh, I, but before, before we let you go, uh, something that I, I wanted to, uh, to tell you about, uh, when I bought that Guardian, uh, newer technology, Guardian Maximus, um, and this is, this is just to give our audience, uh, an idea of the kind of customer service that OWC has. Uh, I had spent some time looking for the, the type of enclosure that I was trying to find and even on OWC's site, I still wasn't sure exactly what it was that I wanted or what I needed. So I called their number, and I'll give that out right here. It's 1-800-275-4576. They have 24-7 live chat. There is somebody there at OWC to talk to you and help you make it the, the type of decision that, that is going to be not necessarily best for OWC, but it's going to be best for their customers because they know if, if, if they treat you right, that the next time you're looking for something, you'll come back. And that's why a lot of OWC's business is repeat customers. So I talked to uh, Tim. I never got his last name, but I think uh, I'd sent you uh, some information and he took me through all the various options, took his time, you know, didn't rush me. And uh, I ended up making the purchase that I did, and I have been delighted with it ever since. So kudos to Tim and kudos to OWC. 
for helping me get to the root of what it was I wanted to do. I appreciate that and uh, definitely pass some of the good words and you know, give a big thanks to Tim. And you can expect that of everybody uh, at OWC. And I can tell you that goes back in the 90s when this company was growing. When in fact, it was nine, I believe 1990 I got my first Mac. And I'm trying to make it super short, but as an Apple II person, I was coming into the Mac space personally. And the places I called, they just wanted my credit card. And they really had no interest in answering questions. Uh, giving any uh, you know, kind of recommendation other than, you know, well, how much are you ready to spend? And you know, I'll tell you what you can buy. And that you know, was really kind of shocking. It was certainly, it, was, it wasn't the right way to do things. And it, it you know, set a, it gave a, a certainly the other end of the spectrum that you know, we didn't want to be. And you know, when a customer talks to anybody at OWC, it's not about how much you know, we can save that day. It's, you know, what you need. You know, we'll certainly try to uh, work within a budget, but you know, even if you come in, if you're ready to, you know, and I guess this goes both ways. Maybe you're, you're, you know, you think you're ready to spend $500. You need to spend $500 just to name a number on a solution. There's, if what is necessary to, to accomplish your goal and do it right is, you know, $50. You know, they'll recommend the product that's right to do the job. You know, it's not, well, hey, there's $500 here to spend. The other side of the coin is that, you know, there's a you know, different product that, you, how do I say that, that, is over the budget that you have originally said. I mean, if there's if, it, if we don't have something that's within the uh, you know the price range that's going to suit the need, we're not going to try to undersell or, or overpromise that. Oh yeah, this is going to do it. I mean, we're going to make a recommendation that's going to get it done. It's the end of the day, you know, we we want our customers happy, and you know, we've been here for 25 years, you know, you know, by providing the right products that get it done. And, and you know, when that next need comes up, you know, we're glad to be here for you. We appreciate the opportunity. Well, I can sum. I, I really should summarize it better than simply say it's. It's not about you know, trying to uh, you know, get our customers to spend the most they can with OWC. It's, it's really about making sure our customer leaves with the product that is is right for their needs and and gets it done and you know allows them to you know, move forward. And you know, we're uh, that that's you know, long term. It's just long term thinking. You know, we want customers for life, not just you know what can you spend that day. All right. Well, uh, Larry, if people wanted to find out more about you or more about OWC, how could they do that? Well, we have a great website at www.macsales.com. And you know, we're there. There's live chat. If you have any questions, there's, of course, email. You can, of course, pick up the phone and the 800 number already you know, kindly provided. You know, we'll, we'll bring you right to a rep that you know should have the uh, the answers to pretty much any need you can you can present. So it's it's a piece of cake. We make it easy because we got there's real people there standing by, and you know our focus is Mac, and you know, we're, we're here to support you. Okay, well, thanks so much for being on this week, and, and probably next week as well, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure, and hey, any time. You know, I'm happy happy to happy to join you. Okay, uh, everyone, we will be back in just a minute, so please stand by to stand by, and we will, we will be right back. Hey, Guy and Gas. Hallo, ihr beiden. 
This is Klaus and Laura from MacTopics.de, and we'd like to invite your listeners to participate in our big Christmas contest. Starting on the 25th of November, we'll give away a software license on each Sunday leading up to Christmas. So enter soon for a chance to win a license to PopClip, NameMangle 3, an Alfred Power Pack, Clarify, 1Password, or Intensify. All you have to do is head over to MacTopics.de for slash MyMacPodcast and find out the rest. Thanks for the podcast, and thank you for allowing me to let your listeners know about the contest. See you soon on the interwebs. to not listen is if you're sick and we'll expect a note from your mother the g-men on the mymac.com podcast hi everyone and welcome to the final section of the mymac podcast number 485 and i hope you enjoyed that second section of larry yep um oh speaking of which i got an email from from john right Telling me, and I'm not sure where he said I, I misspelled Larry's name. Oh dear, you naughty, naughty, naughty boy! I, I, but I don't know where it was that I did that. Oh well, <sighs> nor do I. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Thanks. Get <laughs> it. Um, I'm just going right into it. Gases. It's time for Gazzy's tip. I just couldn't think of a new <laughs> nodding his head thing that we could do. Okay, I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Remember, or oh, remember, 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 remember. Yeah, remember you're a womble. <laughs> oh, you've got that queued up, don't you? Yeah. Don't no. you still have that in? Uh, well, in somewhere. soundboard, probably somewhere. But I'm not going to find it now. Anyway, let me get back onto the <laughs> oh, you know um, the non the non wobbly. Yeah, it, remember if you want to do a quick screen recording of your desktop um, and show how to do something on your Mac, if you want to send it to someone, a friend, a family member, whoever, and remember you don't need software that'll do that and more. All you need to do is just quickly open QuickTime and click on File, New Screen Recording, and you can do it in double quick time. Ha! So you want to do ha, that? Ha, ha. Clever. Clever. You can also, on the drop-down reveal to the right of the red record button, set your audio in and also ask to capture your mouse clicks. So go on, give it a go. It's easy. And you know what else you can do? Nod is, your head. Oh, that's the end of Gaz's tips. That was good. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. Is that the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Will you finish? All I was going to say was that in quick time, you can actually trim it to just the section that you want. So that was tips. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Hit it. Guy's tips. Most of Guy's tips. Guy's tip. tip. It's time for Gassy's Guy's tip. tip. Yeah, except I'm already done. Hit it. That's the end. Of <laughs> <tip>. <laughs> okay, okay. Finish. Finish. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs>
guy. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I oh. was a spaceman. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. We're this definitely going downhill. Isn't oh, it? it's oh yeah. We're we're falling into insanity. Stand by for action. Squirrel. So, guy, do you yeah. have a pick this week? I do have a pick this week. I'm glad you have a pick. And uh, the the pick that I am, or the app that I am picking, is one that I used just today. I used it just today, guys. And that was to make a a particular document for someone that wrote an iTunes review. And the the application that I do that with is called Swift Publisher. They're on version 3. It's available from Beelight Software. And it's $14.99 in the U.S. uh, I almost said iTunes. In the U.S. Mac App Store. Excellent. I've, I've, you know, I've never looked at that, to be honest with you. I, well, if it's, it's kind of a, you know, it doesn't do like everything that something like Photoshop would do. Cause mm-hmm. you, you basically have a foreground layer and a background layer and, and right. that's it. But for doing something that's ridiculously simple, like, well, Woody's, it, it's just perfect because, you know, I don't need to have, you know, 14,000 backgrounds with all this stuff. It's just like boom, 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 boom. That's it. Get Fantastic. it done. Good. Get it done. That's what we like. Getting it Get done. Get it done. Okay. Now, we neither of us are big fans of in-app purchases, are we? No. No. I this, I don't like in-app purchases. And I don't like them. Um, and I don't like them either. Um, however, this particular game, I'm still playing it. I've been playing it for a long, <laughs> long time. And I've been probably playing it far too long. And it's, it's, it's wasted my hours and hours and days of my life. Um, but I enjoy it. Oh, wait, bef- up. before you say what the app is, let me ask you, have you played this on your new iPad Air? Yes. And does it look any better than, than what it did on your old iPad? It doesn't look any better, no. And I'm, I'm not sure whether it plays any faster because it, the game was optimized for the previous uh, iPad. So this one should just make it run. It's not going to run any faster. Okay. Uh, so um, I think it has been smoother in certain areas. Let's put it that way. Okay. Now, I, I, tonight I dropped my daughter off and sat in the car park and I either read a book or uh, read something on the web or I'll do some tweeting or I'll do some watch a movie or I'll do a bit of racing on this game, which is Real Racing 3. Now, I'm not sure if I started the game from now, how easy it would be to move forward and actually make some money to be able to continue racing the game. But I've been racing it for a long time. I've been using it for a long time. And I still go back and I still enjoy racing it. And they bring on new cars, which are getting ever such <laughs> much more difficult to get hold of because of the... Uh, the um, purchases. challenges that you have to go through to make the money or the gold to be able to get these cars. But I'm still getting there. I'm still enjoying it. And I still have not paid a penny to the makers of this game. <laughs> and they should be ashamed of themselves. I've got to say this. Although I really enjoy the game, I really enjoy racing it. When I look at just how much money you could spend on this and other similar games, 
I do think it's almost offensive. So there is a bit of a downer. You have you have to watch yourself in what you're doing. Um, you have to be very um, methodical in making sure that when you need to put it down because you can't move forward, then just put the game down and move on and do something else. Um, but I still haven't paid a penny. And I'm actually feeling, there are times when I feel quite guilty. But And I think, well, I'll go really? in and I'll just... Guilty. I'll get... Guilty because I've, yeah, because I've used, you know, the game and it, I've, I've had a lot of enjoyment out of it. And I go into the store to think, right, I'll buy a couple of packages to the value of how much I think it, the game is worth. And then I see, you know, well, actually, they keep bringing on new new extras and you'd have to, you know, the amount of money you have to spend and what they're charging yeah, for some of the options. So I think they, that then make, makes me feel better and I'll come back out and start <laughs> playing it again. <laughs> Well, you know, my problem with most of these racing games is that I'm just not very – as a matter of fact, here's an example of what it sounds like when I use a car racing game in oh, iOS. I know which one going Here I go. Okay, first corner. Ow! Oh. Oh. And then I have to just turn it off. <laughs> anyway, Real yeah. Racing 3, uh, I play it on the iPad. Um, I'm still enjoying it. I still haven't paid a penny, so if you're listening – um, I can't remember who the makers are now. EA, Electronic EA, that's Arts. It. Yeah, that's it. Because <laughs> they're so hurting for money these days. Yeah, yeah, so tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we we don't quite have a people's pick, though. It's a, we, I guess, a people's of, like. I guess yeah. you could call it. Well, 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 that's kind of what a people's pick is, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've always gone down that line. If you've got an app that you use on a regular basis and you think it needs a, a mention, then just send it in. We don't care whether it's a, you know, if it, even if it's iPhoto, just tell us you enjoy using it. That's fine by us. Yeah, we're easy. <laughs> Incredibly easy. Maybe. Uh, well, this, this, this particular one is from Eric Stone, and he says that he likes Art Text too. And, uh, you know, if, if you had purchased this, uh, the weekend before you hear this podcast, you would have gotten half off. Uh, but chances are, by the time you hear this, it won't be half off anymore. Woo. Woo. But there is a light option if you want to just try it before you buy the full package yeah. in the Mac App Store. And actually, this is a very, very cool program. I have chosen this one in the past. Yeah, and I've, used, I've got this. I've used it in the past as well. Yep. Uh, have you told anybody what it is yet? Did we actually say yeah, our text too? Oh, sorry, I didn't. I wasn't sure whether we had or not. So, well, maybe. My, maybe my I apologies didn't. to you, guy, if you'd already said it, and um, um, my apologies for everybody else because I've just made you repeat it. It's well, it's very possible that I hadn't said it and just went off on some weird tangent. <laughs> I do that sometimes. Yeah, well, uh, plus I don't listen to you, so you listen to what? <laughs> exactly. 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 Uh, no new likes on Facebook. We're still at 139. Yep. Uh, we already talked about Google Plus, and we did. we did. We did. And if you would please uh, send in an iTunes review, it doesn't matter where you are. If you have an iTunes store, I will find that like, and we will talk about it here on the show. And assuming that you send me an email, I will send you what I just sent to Rob Rate. And I'm sure, like once he has it, Gaz, that it will be like one of the defining moments of his life. It will. It will. You really think so? You'll bowl him over. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> now, yeah. Where would they send that email? 
Oh, you ask me. Where? You're the only other person on the damn call. Oh, crap. That's right. Uh, you could send that email because you made a, a an iTunes review and you want a Woody and more convoluted stuff like that to Guy. Just give him your email. Guy at MyMac.com. Or you could also contact me on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. And that's almost probably close to 200 times somebody has gone on this podcast. Almost close to, yes. Close to, but maybe I've not. I've done a few extras, so we're, we're probably... Well, that's true. So we're probably right at or just above 200. And Gaz, where could you be contacted? I don't know. Oh, Gaz, you, where can you be contacted? <laughs> Gaz at MyMac.com, G-A-Z. M-A said, wait, I didn't do that right. <laughs> Gaz at MyMac.com, G-A-Z-Z. <laughs> wow. Or on the Twitters, Twitter.com forward slash Gazmaz, G-A-Z-Z-M-A-Z. Zed. I got you it can, right that time. You can contact both <laughs> of us at uh, Twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-A-Z-Z. <laughs> Or you can also send an email to feedback at mymac.com and fearless leader, whether he reads it or not, is another matter, but he'll probably forward it. So if you want to contact our fearless leader, just send an email to someone else. Um, <laughs> yeah. We also have a Skype number, which we is uh, pl- plus one, three, one, nine, four, six, zero, three, zero, five. Five? No, seven. Basically, write those numbers down and look at them in the mirror. <laughs> and then say, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. And Plus a ghost seven, will appear and, and do really terrible things. Plus one, 703-436-9501. Yeah, that's it. 703-436-9501. I think. I, uh, 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 you, one more thing you got to do. Oh, no. Go on, then. No, no. You do it this time. No, you do it. Okay. All right. I will. I will. Thank you everyone for downloading this podcast <laughs> we we really really do appreciate it and here he is that master of misinformation mr know-it-all and so thank you all of you for downloading the show and thank you thank you gaz for for putting up with my nonsense for for 200 shows rather silly isn't it yeah it is okay now look guy, guy. yeah I, I've not had to put up with you for 200 shows. Not at all. It's well, been it's, a pleasure. Oh, I was, I was saying it was probably like around 190. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? What? I think this oh. is the best 200th show that we've ever done. And probably and the I only think, 200th show we've ever done. I think do. we're good enough. Uh, Smart enough. Yeah, okay. And doggone it, people are telling us to stop doing anymore. <laughs> het is 200 shows. Your guy in gas. Can me net. Wow. Vorstellen. Ho velin van. Julie zulen nog steeds rond vor in andere 200. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can also find other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Not Another Mac Podcast, the Mac Specialist Podcast, 
geekiest show ever, the TeacherCast podcast, the Apple Junkies podcast, and the all-new App Minute podcast. And that's the end of the show. <laughs> Rather short, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it helps when <laughs> over a third of it is already pre-recorded. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Well, it's good to have a, yeah, in and out, in and out. Well, plus so this, before, pl- go ahead. Go on. No, go ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say, uh, actually, uh, I don't uh, remember what it was I was going to say now. <laughs> <laughs> it was only two seconds ago. Uh, oh, yeah, right. With my, my Florida brain. Yeah. How hard is it for me to forget something? Yeah. Good idea. I'm I'm okay with that. Okay, cool. Well, I, <laughs> I'm glad I waited for that. <laughs> oh, are you still recording? Oh, of course I'm still recording. Bastard. <laughs> it's all right. I've I've got one with me earlier, so <laughs> you <laughs> cha cha cha. Cha cha cha. You wouldn't steal a handbag. Wouldn't you? <laughs> Mike, you've heard that before, haven't you, from the uh, IT crowd? Yes, yes, yes. Stupid yes. Awesome. Oh, oh, here I go, right in the corner. Oh, happy like thing. I do like that. Boom, boom. Uh, these, well, these are all these are all like Hanna Barbera sound effects. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we could get some. He's running. Oh. Oh. And again, same corner <laughs> every time. I just cannot get past that corner. I'm in, and I'm not so stupid. Yeah, you think uh, so? I'm not, I thought you since I'm not now, now not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I thought the same, but um, and I'm real hesitant. <clears throat> you know, I mean, it's it's one thing because well, I mean, you, you think back to when I I just jumped right into uh, to Lion, yeah, and it just it was a nightmare, wasn't it? It was. It just <laughs> everything up so, so bad. <laughs> it did what? It everything up. <laughs> like I don't have oh, enough. I was going to mention my um. The white MacBook. Oh, what happened to your white MacBook? Well, it's not working. You know, the one that a daughter took down to college? Yeah. It's just suddenly stopped. It's just died completely. Completely died. I'll perhaps talk about that next week. Well, I'm still recording now if you want to do it. Um, well, basically, it's very simple. It's just not working. <laughs> oh. Sarah Sarah said that she tried a few of the keys and they were going a bit funny. I don't quite know what that meant. Oh, really? Weren't typing. And then she powered it up. She had to do a reboot of it at one point and then tried to power it back up and it just wouldn't power up. The power button just does nothing. Have you tried uh, hooking a, another drive to it? Maybe it's a drive that's gone toasted. Toasty. Uh, do you know, I hadn't thought about the drive going bad. Well, two things I would check first is, is you have an external drive with a copy of OS ten on it? I do, yes. Okay, yes. just hook that up and see if it'll boot to that. I hadn't even thought about that, so yes, I will do that. Yeah, it, when it comes to the simple stuff, I'm your man. Hey, hey. Be, hey, hey! Mm. There's oh, something squirrely around oh, here. I made, I made sure that she got everything backed up, so she's got everything backed up that she needs, I believe. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, that's good. 
Pattern. Right. Okay. Now, but the only problem is the only yeah. problem is it's not powering up. Uh, even even with the um, no, it's not the pa- even even with the the power brick attached. Correct. Even with the power brick. Attached. Okay. Uh, one thing you could try because that could you could also have a bad battery. Yeah, Take the battery out and see if you can boot off just I the brick. Know, I did think of doing that myself, and I didn't get round to doing it because I've been busy and I went out this afternoon. So I'm going to try that now because I did think and perhaps the battery has finally died on it. So if I take the battery out, put my power cord back in, and I've got a little green light, so I know the power cord is okay. Until it goes zzzz. Nada. Nothing? Nothing. Uh, then the only other thing I could, well, if, if it's not doing anything at all, you, you're not getting a beep or a boop. If you're not even hearing anything when you hit that button, no. it probably means there's, there's you know, not a, a problem with your hard drive. I mean, it's, it's still worth it to just go ahead and hook up an external drive and see if you can boot off of it. But chances are it's not that drive, which means it's got to be one of two things. It's either going to be the power button itself or the uh, uh, the little power board inside that routes power to the motherboard from uh, either the battery or the uh, uh, the power brick. Well, it's funny that she said the, the keys were going. There's something going wrong with the keyboard, so I'm wondering whether... Ah, I was wondering whether there's something going wrong and loopy with the, the logic board and whether it's just completely died. Yeah. And honest, how old is it? You said 2007, oh, it's a, it's a white, 2008? Yeah, at least 2007. It's a white map. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not. It's, if she's got it's all the Intel data backed one. up. It is an Intel one. So. Well, it's, I mean, I'll check the drive. I'll take the hard drive out and, and check that. But I don't think it's the drive. Well, it is an SSD because I put an SSD in there. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That gave it a boost of life, but I don't think it will be that that's caused the problem. It should it's, it's been running with that for two years at least. Hmm. Chances are it's just finally died. I think it has. It's a shame because it's, it's been a good little machine. I mean, it's... You know, it's run for five years. It's funny we were talking about this. Yeah. Now this is the. Is it that you said it's the white plastic one? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, that's at least two thousand seven. Yeah. Because my wife has got, I think, the first gen uh, aluminum MacBook. Yeah, isn't it lovely? Well, it's why I don't have a. I would love to have a, a Mac uh, iPad Air. You know, I'm yeah. I'm sorely tempted by the the one hundred and twenty eight gig. IP well, I, you know, I sold my other one to my sister, and right. she was quite happy with that. And um, I also had some expenses coming in, so that's kind of cleared that um, little um, hurdle. Hurdle. Of, yeah, of oh, but I, I want one. I want one so bad, but I can't really justify it because the third gen is still yeah see, fine for what it is I'm doing. With yeah, it. yeah. It's yeah, a case. It's I, a case of want, not need. Yeah, correct. That's what I had, really. And I wanted it so badly, I would just bugger it and went and got it. <laughs> yeah, but your wife is working. Cheers. <laughs> so that helps. That does help. Like right well, after where it says, 
second break, and I've got NAMP in parentheses, which was originally supposed to be a reminder for me to use that. Thanks. <laughs> As, that was supposed to be the commercial that I was going to run, and I never changed it once I put that in there. I pretty much just do that on the fly. It'll be like, eh, which one haven't I played in a while? Yeah. Speaking of which, and this will be this will be in the after show. Anyone who listens to the My Mac podcast that also does a podcast for the uh, the Stoplight Network, do a new promo, please. I think you. I think Gaz and I have what like ten promos in there. <laughs> We've got a bunch of promos in there. Yeah. Some of you only have like one or none. Some of you don't have any at all. Please make a promo. If you need help making a promo, let either Gaz or myself know, and we'll laugh at you. No, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll help you. Yes, we will. But we will laugh. We, we enjoy those. Thunderbirds are gold. You know, you can't you can't really see it, but like the whole time some of those themes are playing, I'm actually in my chair dancing. <laughs> well, I do the same thing. <laughs> I just sit there, I was like, yeah, ooh, yeah. Go. yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Ah, oh, damn, the show was canceled 30 years ago, 40 <laughs> years ago. What am I talking about? Anything can happen in the next half hour. Well, yeah, but it'll probably be the same stuff we always do. That'll That's do. It. We're finished. Yeah. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs> uh, where am I? Here uh, I am. Me fail <laughs> English? That's impossible. That's impossible. This is the voice of the Mr. Ron.